Okay, y'all. We are on. Y'all want to intro it up? What you okay, doing? Oh, hey, y'all. What's up? It's Tori. Praise him, hey everybody. Guys. This is Valencia. <laughs> hey, guys. It's Tuka. And today we got a special guest on our podcast. Uh, how you do it? <laughs> yeah, I heard that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> Oh, I forgot to say me. Hey, y'all, it's Tutu. <laughs> <laughs> welcome. welcome to the GP Podcast. So, all right, so the origin story of the podcast was me and Lou would have these fire conversations and we would just be talking about everything. And I was like, man, you know what we need to do? We need to start recording some of this because we be saying some deep shit. And I want to remember all of this, but I'll be too, I'll be too in my head to actually remember a lot of the stuff. So the first thing was going to be me and Lou. But I was like, nah, because we all be talking and we be josting and everything. So that's why I was like, yeah, everybody needs to join. And, yeah, we didn't try to do this about 67 times. Uh, Very much. But we here now. Welcome to the GP podcast, y'all. So, Tuka, you can't do the topic because the topic today was picked by the Marco. Yep. Great. So, like, okay, hey guys, I'm Suka. Uh, today we're gonna be talking about three different topics, and everybody just is gonna like, you know, ponder on basically how they feel. Feel free to comment, like, subscribe, and share our podcast. This is our very first one, and we would like to appreciate everyone who's tuning in, who just timed in, who has a comment, who likes it or whatnot, and let us know different things that we could do to improve our podcast. So, our number one topic today will be um, knowing who you are in a relationship and, and or, like, finding yourself in a relationship. Ooh, that's a deep one. Mm-hmm. I know that's right. So, we're going to kind of go around the table, give everybody a few minutes to, like, you know, ponder on it, how they feel, what's their experience with it, and, you know, you know take it from there. So, whoever want to go first. You know, let's let, uh-huh. let, let Miani go first. Yeah, let's let's, let's have our our special right. guest. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Okay, so she can ponder if she wants. You know, we just still pondering. So, how will knowing who you are in a relationship? Mm-hmm. Knowing your identity in a relationship. So, first foremost, I truly believe in already knowing yourself before going into a relationship and that can implement with your do's and don'ts y'all you what you going to allow what you won't allow um what are your boundaries with you or what are things that um you just can't take you know what are your you know red flags so going in i think that that's supposed to be established um before going into a relationship individually first because i truly believe that 
um, it's a saying like uh, a person can't necessarily make you happy. You have to already be happy going into any situation that you're going into. So I feel that once you accomplish that, you will know how to maneuver within a relationship and set boundaries um, with the things that you want and how you want it and actually knowing what you want. Like there's sometimes we go into relationships and we don't actually know what we want. And if you're if you're clueless of that and someone is to explain a perspective of how something may be, you may fall for it and that may not be for you. So being able to stand ten toes on what you want and don't want, I feel like that ultimately set your boundaries as well. Um, now, I would say that in me, I was in a four-year relationship with someone. And when I realized that I was losing myself and losing my identity on certain things is when I started doing things out of the ordinary that I knew I wouldn't have done beforehand. So there were certain patterns that were coming up that I wasn't used to. Like, if I knew I was mad about something or aggravated about something before, I used to just be like, you know what? You know, like, I'm going to let it be known. And then it got to the point where I I just, you know what? You can have it. You know, but that's yeah. not that's not a good thing to do. You have to communicate through it all, you know. So I started seeing little patterns Watch where I'm just it. like, that's not you. Watch that's not me. this. That's not that. And Go. that's when I knew I had to reflect on myself. And then once I reflected on myself on certain things, I then had to understand, okay, well, what's being brought to the table that is allowing me to even feel this way or to, to respond right. in this way? And... It was because, you know, I was losing myself and just not settling, but just accepting just because you don't want to deal with it, you know, and I feel like you have to stand strong in it, like go with who you know, know who you are before you go into a relationship or anything with anyone, a situation, whatever the case may be, you still need to know who you are to set those boundaries. Right. Okay. 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 Hello? So I could piggy, yeah, I could piggyback off of Yanni. Um, losing, so I could piggyback off of Yanni basically stating my experience uh, in this category. So I was in a relationship for five years and I got in the relationship not really knowing who I was as a person. Like I don't feel like I knew who I was as a person, but I'm not going to say that I didn't love myself, but and then I started like kind of putting my identity into the relationship. So I am like a firm believer, like Yanni said, in knowing who you are before you even get in a relationship, knowing what you like, knowing what you don't like. Because while I was in a relationship, although, you know, maybe, you know, that person was trying, but it was like, you know, maybe that person was trying, but maybe you didn't know like, hey, like, you know, I don't like doing this. I need to do it this way because you don't know what you like. So it's like now you just accepted everything and like you're accepting everything and it makes you feel less because you know that's not what you really want to accept. But you don't really know anything about yourself to be like, you know, this is what I like. Or even, you know, it kind of brings back like such a like childhood trauma or childhood issues. Like when you go back and like, you know, how you was raised, like we wouldn't raise to basically like, you know, speak up or like know how to express our feelings. Mm-hmm. So that's, that also, you know, kind of played a part in 
you know, in that relationship when, you know, like I say, like, you know, losing myself. So it's kind of, you know, something that I pondered on. So I'm going to pass the mic to let's hit with, let's hit with Tori. Um, so I definitely agree with that because I was in an almost 10 year relationship, which she was married. but um i agree with that because i went into the relationship like really young like i was still in high school so i didn't really have any background on how to be in a relationship and how it's supposed to be or how i wanted it to be because i just i wasn't that experienced so during the relationship, I took a lot of shit that now as an adult and as, I'm going to say, semi-healed person, I know I wouldn't have taken if I knew myself better and if I knew what I liked and what I didn't like from a significant other and stuff like that. But like now, finding myself and dating, I realized like, this person really wasn't my type. Like, I wouldn't. That's this crazy. Is not who I was. Right. That is crazy. Like, you spend almost half a decade with a person, and it takes for you to really grow up and yeah. find yourself and know yourself to realize I would have never dated this person had I known myself. Yeah. Uh, that's big. Mm-hmm. And I can I can piggyback off of that because like that's why like I have this rule and my kids don't even know it but because they're so young I have this rule I'm not gonna let my children date while they're in high school mm-hmm. because that that relationship my eight year relationship took most of my high school time like yep. I started seeing him when I was a sophomore about to become a junior and like he was at my graduation like that's how long we were together like all right and if i would have taken that time to just date and do child things like you know just you know it's okay to be you know have a little a boyfriend and everything like that but even that that relationship took so much out of me and i was in high school I wasn't even old enough to vote. Like, couldn't even buy a pack of a pack of cools. <laughs> couldn't even buy a pack of cools. But I'm over here crying, crying, pissing, and throwing up over a nigga, a grown man at that. You know. So for me, I gotta let my kids, boys and girls, like y'all cannot date. I know they're gonna do it. That's what Valencia's like. They're still gonna do it. Yeah, just don't let me find out. Cause you don't realize what. Like, you don't even know yourself. You don't even know if this person, like Victoria says, is even your type. Right, right, right. I'm going to kind of pick a big outfit. And uh, what I was going to say is, like, knowing your identity is knowing that you're more than just in a relationship. Knowing that you're a friend, you're still a sister, you're still a mom. You know what I'm saying? You still need self-time. You don't need to be just so in, in tune with a relationship. Yeah. And... And just so, like, focused on a relationship that you can lose who you are. You lose that name. You know, you're a fine-ass woman or you're a good-ass man. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're still a brother. You're still a 
a, a son. You know, you still have people around you that love you, appreciate you, and, and want to see you happy. So, like, as soon as you start losing that, like, that's when it becomes a problem. But knowing that you are beyond, uh, you know, Yanni or Valencia or Cynthia or Tori, the girlfriend, like, Knowing that you're beyond that, you know what I'm saying? It it, it yeah. helps the relationship because it helps you to understand that dang, I need personal time, you know? Like and it also takes an emotional toll on you when you get so in in I, I was gonna say a word, but I can't think of the word. I lost my train of thought. But like you're so in tune with the relationship to where you lose who you are, like it's emotionally antagonizing like it, it it hurts your emotions it hurts your mental it hurts who you are as a person because slowly but surely you start you stop doing certain things that you would do before you stop doing your hair you know you stop doing your nails you stop going here you stop going there you start cutting off family um you know it's just a lot of things that come in tune with just being in a relationship you could still be happy and still have personal time. You could still be in a relationship and still have girl time with your girls. You know what I'm saying? It don't always have to be about the boy or the woman. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to, like, balance. Find balance in your relationship and know who you are, you know, beyond the relationship for sure. And I think that kind of piggyback off of, as me and Yana had spoken earlier, that you got to know who you are before you get in a relationship because you would just accept anything. So then not to mention, like, say that, you know, like you mentioned, like, cutting, you know, basically, like, closing, enclosing yourself into that relationship and blocking out the world. That's what I did when I was going through my, you know, just trying to figure out, like, who I was. And it was like I was so clouded. And so, like, so much was going on in that really, that five-year relationship that I was blocking out everything else and just letting time pass by because I was so intrigued on, hey, like, you know, kind of like smothering, you know, my significant, you know, my partner at that time. And so when, you know, keep keep smothering somebody, it makes them actually, like, you know, kind of push away. So, like, you're digging yourself deeper and trying to figure out, oh, why this person is doing that or trying to, like, you know, you know, accept smaller, like, little things that you know dang well you're not supposed to accept or you know that you think you wouldn't be going to accept. So that's kind of like, you know, I feel like that's all, that also plays a part in it. I would definitely piggyback from up of that, too, because I think, and, and let me, you know, because I've, I've seen it within women and men. We have to, we have to acknowledge the red flags, me. Like, when you see the red flag, don't ignore it. Like, truly, like, recognize the red flag, just have a conversation about it, and really get to the bottom of a resolution to help on both sides. Because mm, right. if you don't tell a person, oh, I don't like this, that, I didn't like how the way you handled that, I don't like the way you responded that way, or whatever, they'll continue doing what they used to doing you know so yeah handling that, it first let not be no yes yeah, let not be no because at the end of the day we're growing together and growth comes with change a lot of people may say oh i'm not changing i'm like you when you grow you change you're not the same person when you when you're growing so mm -hmm. and then when you're learning someone and that's i feel like that's very much important you have to learn your partner you have to you have the, the all the details you have to learn and pay attention to your partner if you don't learn your partner then you're not going to know how to 
help with those triggering moments or help with those, you know, arguments or whatever. Like there were things, there were like certain words that would, that would be said to me that was triggering or there was ways that arguments would be that was triggering to me. And if you don't let that be known, like, and you just brush it under the rug because you're just looking at it, oh, we just, we just mad at each other. Like, you don't realize how effective it plays a part with whatever you're trying to heal from or whatever mm-hmm. you're trying to at least recognize so that you can solve it with that person. The person I will know if you don't tell them, you know? And everybody triggers not the same trigger as you, so they have to come to an understanding of that. Right, right. And I wanted to say something else, like, even, like, for the mothers and the fathers out there, like, you're beyond a mom and a dad, like, you you have to find your identity beyond your current situation, like, even being single, like, you know, and getting so sucked in, in, like, you know, dating, like, it's okay to date and, you know, date different people, that's the whole point of, like, trying to find a person that's, you know, right for you, uh, but, you have to find who you are, who you truly are. And like Yanni said, like, you know, notice the red flags. Like, even in dating, like, a lot of people take dating and they, they try to use it as, oh, you know, like, I'm, I don't want to date too many people or whatever. And that's why a lot of people end up in marriages that they hate. They hate staying. They hate being around the person. They don't like being home. And that's that's not okay. A marriage, a, a union is supposed to be supposed to be happy. And that all falls under finding your identity, knowing who you are, knowing the red flags, talking about it, communicating about it, and, like, you know, coming to a conclusion, like y'all said earlier. So, here's saying, off, going off of what y'all both just said, right? I remember, and this is, you know, personal story, that whenever people would ask me, so tell me about yourself, the only thing that I could come, that could come to my brain was, I'm a mom. That was the first thing I would tell people. I'm a mom because my life was them taking care of, taking care of him, taking care of them, taking care of him, taking care of them. It wasn't until I made myself a priority. I'm in my early 20s in a settled down relationship. And I know some people are like, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. The problem is we were growing up together and raising children together. And we both have not grown up yet. Like at all. So it wasn't until like I actually started finding different hobbies and things that I like. Like talking with a friend Courtney. She got me into graphic design. And I fell into that and I just have a, a strong love for graphic design. I started cooking and baking more as a therapy for myself but also i found my love for like you know for food and the history behind food and everything like that again um i started getting more into documentaries i started reading again like getting finding myself more was like it even it, it either helped me spark love again for the things that I used to do because I used to read so much when I was a kid and now I'm like I have a whole bookshelf filled with books I started getting into podcasts more like you know and falling in love with my favorite shows again shows that actually was a part of what started our relationship one of the things that sparked our relationship for 
like in the beginning was the fact that we both watched The Office. I had never met a guy who watched The Office and actually enjoyed it. So, oh, I love The Office. I love The Office, seriously. And I watched and while I listened to The Office Ladies podcast and them deep diving into every single episode made me find a personal and will help me find my personal love and my personal connection with the show outside of him. Because there were so, right, right. so many things, and I mean so many, that were, it's not me, it's an us. And y'all know me. So for me, it's like, because y'all saw how I was with him, it's in my brain having to find myself again. And I'm going to be so honest, and I had to tell him this too. The minute I started finding myself again, the more and more I fell out of love with him. Because like Tori said, I started to realize. The, I started to realize, and it scared the fuck out of me. Oh, I don't love you anymore. I, I don't even, we, we're not even, oh God, no, that can't be right. That can't be right. This can't be right. He's the love of my life. This is my soulmate I'm talking about. I have three kids with this man at the time. I got three kids with this man. But the more I started digging deep into myself and finding who I was and reminded myself, no, you are not just a mom. You are a person who loves food history, just history in general. You're a reader. You're a writer, a thinker, an artist. I'm so much. And I'm like, oh, shit, I am falling out of love with this man. Like, truly. That's deep. That's deep. Oh, my God. To the point where it's like, not only are you not my type, I, I don't. I can't say and look at you and say that I'm in love with you. That infatuation, right. that, that the rose-colored glasses were taken off. I had to truly, like, it shocked me. I was at work one time when I came to that realization that, Cynthia, you are not in love with him anymore. Y'all y'all are, Aww. you love him and you care about him, but you do not love him like you used to. And like like I tell y'all all the time. For the demise and the downfall of my relationship, that is one place where I can raise my hand and say I had a hand in it. That is one place where I can say I had a hand in it because I knew that I was not in love with him anymore. I should have let him go right then and there. I knew that. I I, I completely knew that. But it's like... There's one saying that my grandma... No, 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 you're good. I was just saying that there's one saying that my grandmother always told us as we grew up and this is pertaining to the women like stop 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 how she said that stop being a wife to a boyfriend oh that's all the topic that's another topic we got for that stop being a wife to your boyfriend he <laughs> no for real speak please stop being speak a wife to your, stop being a stop doing those wifely duties to a, a boyfriend like, even though as us as women, we're just nurturers yeah. and that just comes with when we're loved properly or when we're, you know, appreciated and stuff like that. But a lot of times we overdo it to the point where it gets comfortable for the man because mm-hmm. he already seen it all. He already he already know what you're about. He already is. We're not the same person when we're single. We're not the same person when we're a girlfriend and we're not the same person when we become a wife. So there's different stages in our lives as women that we play a role as, and you have to play your role within that. And guess what? If you want those wifely duties, then you wife me up. Right. Clearly. No, yeah. I agree. I wanted to say mm-hmm. something else uh, about that, like finding yourself like 
Um, one thing that I noticed, and, and I'm going to say this, uh, I'm two-sided to everything because I was raised by a woman, you know, and a man, but more men in my life. But uh, I will say, like, you know, one red flag that, that's, that's big to me is, like, you have to, like, cut off your family and friends or you feel like you can't talk to them because you're in a relationship or the man makes mm-hmm. you feel like, you know, like, you don't need those people anymore. Even in the, even in the like, a man talking to a woman, like, either part, you know, like, you have to know, like, that is one red flag that is just, it's crazy. Like, you don't feel comfortable calling your friend and talking to your friend or your family because, oh, it might make him upset or whatever. Like, that is a red flag. But um, our next topic was treating a relationship um, and knowing how to be a girlfriend, how to be a fiance, how to be a wife. Same thing for uh, a boyfriend. The gender roles, right? Right, the gender roles. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. Like, just knowing, like, what part to play. Like, you know, earlier we were speaking about, um, like, stop treating a man as a wife when you're just his girlfriend. Um, and for me, stop with treating that, a man as a husband? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, thank you. Thank you for correcting mm-hmm. me. Um, not treating, you know, that situation like, okay, I, I've been a girlfriend for five years, but, you know, a lot of times women fall into that habit of just, you know, doing for a man, like she said, nurturing a man in the wife aspect. But, like, a lot of men become enabled because... That's exactly they, you what know, happened to the, me. The woman enables us because we feel like, oh, you know, that's my girl, but in our head, is how a wife, you know what I'm saying? She's supposed to treat like if you want to become a wife, you have to be that. And I feel like that that's 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 not right. You know what I'm saying? Um, meaning like, hey, you know, like if you're a girlfriend, it's certain things that you do. Like being a girl, being in a relationship, like okay, you wash my clothes, I wash your clothes. Like not the normal thing as a wife. Like the man go to work and the wife just washing the clothes, or you know. The man go to work and play your part too. Right, right. The man going to work and the wife come home and cook after she get off of work. She coming home, cook a nice meal for the man. You know what I'm saying? When they go on fifty fifty on bills. Oh, that's another topic. I know they're gonna be mad about that that fifty fifty. But we're gonna we're gonna stick to our uh to what we're talking about. Um but knowing that, hey, you know, uh this is my girlfriend. This is my boyfriend. You know what I'm saying? And leave it at that. And then when you become a fiance, then you step up your game. And same thing with becoming a wife. Then you step up your game. Like she said, you're supposed to like have different levels to it. Being a girlfriend or boyfriend. You know what I'm saying? Like it's different levels to becoming and excelling in that role. And then when you get to the next level, that's when you start doing more. That's when you start showing her, hey, you know, you want to spend the rest of your life with me? Cool. This is what it is. This is what I'm bringing you. You know what I'm saying? But... You got to figure that out, like, for sure. Like, I feel like if a lot of people would stop trying to be a wife and a husband so early along, they would notice that those men and those women is truly not the person that they want us to spend the rest of their life with. Mm-hmm. Um, I know too oh, many, I got them quiet. Men being... Yes. Mm-hmm. Men being enabled. Honor, um, baby. The potential of the person. Oh, yeah, baby. Yes. <laughs> Yep. Stop dating the potential of oh, the person. That and dating the person you. for what they showing you. Yes, ma'am. Mm. All them chances, all them chances. You, yes. you want to see the potential. Oh, you know, oh, you that. He going to change. He going to change. No. Or she going to change. No. They showing you. Like I always tell y'all, um, it was a saying that says, your eyes see before your heart do. Your eyes will always tell you the truth. But your emotions, your heart, 
is gonna always keep you in a situation that you know that you should not be in. And I can that's another thing that I can admit. Y'all got me admitting everything on the first episode. Jesus. <laughs> that's one thing that oh, I can admit. I got to do too. One thing that I can admit for sure is that I definitely enabled him. And that's why, like, I think for me, the reason why the type of relationship that I that I want is like I can't I can't love like how I loved before. Because I don't think that the type of the type of love that I was giving was actually love. I think it was coddling. Like I I will say that I fully knew that him and my baby daddy and, and the girl that he's talking to now, I knew that things were going to go the way that they did. But the the nurturer, like Yanni said, in me, will, it's like, I know that you're, you are actively hurting me by doing what you're doing. Like, you are breaking my heart by doing what you're doing. But I also love you so much that I see that this is going to hurt you and I can't allow it to hurt you. That's like a mom... Uh, when you're yeah. when you're trying to stop a child from hurting themselves, because it's like if you touch that stove, it's hot, it's gonna burn you. But the kid keeps putting its hand, so you put your hand, and then they just keep doing it, and the cycle keeps going. Of I'm getting hurt, so you cannot hurt. Mm-hmm. And that is why so many people ask me, why did you go so long without asking for help? Why did this and why did that? Basically saying you shut yourself down, you shut yourself out. And you went through all of this without telling anybody what you were going through. It's because I was being a coddling mother to him. Like, do not hurt yourself. Let's talk about the parents. Don't don't, don't hurt yourself. Like, I'm going to burn myself. I know that what you're doing is hurting me. But I cannot let you get hurt in the process. And And I'm like, that's not love, Cynthia. That's not love. That's coddling. Because if if he if he was going to fall flat on his face because of everything, I should have just let him do it. And I had to let him know that like the love that I have for you would not let me see you get hurt by that girl. You, you literally ruined our entire family, but I can't let that girl hurt you. That's where my brain was. And and saying that out loud, like admitting that right now to you guys on the phone, my brain would not allow, and I'm going to say your name because I don't give a shit, my brain would not allow for Mark to get hurt. Well. I'm I'm saying his name because I don't give a shit. Um, I doubt <laughs> he's going to listen to this anyway. But my that's how my brain was. And I'm like, that's not love. Because... <laughs> Love is letting him do what the fuck he wanted to do. Even if it hurt me. Literally, if it hurt me to see him hurting, that's love. That's this is what you want, I gotta let you go. But my my brain is like, no, what the fuck are you doing? We can't let him get hurt. Are you crazy? Save him. Meanwhile, he is letting meanwhile he is letting me and my kids drown. Mm. And that's not love, y'all. That's not love. It's not. It's really not. 
It's really not. There's, there's hurt. There's... And love is not hurt. Love don't have to hurt. Yeah. Love yeah. does not have to hurt. Love can be challenging. Love can be, you know, troubling sometimes. But love does not have to hurt. Everybody have a choice every day they wake up. Just like you have a choice to wake up and go to work. You have a choice to wake up and start your car. You have a choice to wake up and hurt somebody. And if you choose to hurt me, you don't love me. You love the thought of me. You love the presence of me. You love what I can do for you, but you do not truly love me, who I am, who the person that's that's laying on the side of you, accepting all that you come with. Like yeah. you, you, you truly don't love us. But let's get to the real though. Are we telling them that we're hurt, or are we just thinking about it, pondering on it, and then waiting to see based off of our emotions? If you go catch on or like, mm, or you know what? Another thing, are we, like you say, telling them or explaining to them, or are we waiting till we get to our breaking point to right. blast out and say how we feel? Or like, are we honestly taking time to sit and have a, an adult conversation and see what their intentions is, seeing what they, what they mean, you know, how they come about like wanting to uh, fix or correct the problem that, you know, we, we have it hand. That's a good I question. Think, I think with and me, it started out like that. Like, I would say how I felt about certain stuff. But down the line, as my feelings are being disregarded and stuff wasn't changing. And that's when I just went back and was like, I'm not saying because if I do, it's just not, it's not, nothing's going to happen. I'm going to just shut up and just let it ride out. <laughs> right. And for the men out there, they're sitting up there manipulating women to become who you want them to be. Bitch, you are sick. You need help, ho. Very much. <laughs> You're sick because, you know, a lot of times women truly are like, our emotional support. They're the people that we depend on when we have a bad day. They're the people that we depend on. We cry to. If you think about it, men cry to their mom. Well, most of them. You know, when we're having a bad day or we're going through something tough, we cry to our mom. Same thing with women. If you have a good relationship with your parent, like most of the time, you're going to cry to your mom. You know what I'm saying? Because they nourish you. They show you. They show you a lot of compassion to like what's, what's going on in your life or, you know, what you may be going through with anything. So, I will say, you know, a lot of times the women in our life are are nourishing. And for men, a lot of times the women depend on us, too. I feel like the the women depend on us to lead and show them. You know what I'm saying? But if you can't be a good leader, then you're going to lose your woman. Well, you, you, always, you always lose your woman mentally before you lose her physically. Yeah, because I, I was out of that house. Mentally, I was out of that house. I was gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I... when when. When I made the statement to my ex that I was emotionally detached from him, I knew I was done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I knew I was done. Like, I, it's, I it's no more envy. It's mm-hmm. no more I can give towards this anymore. Like, I'm, I'm done. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. Oh, they're quiet on me. But let me ask you a question. How do y'all feel? <laughs> How do y'all feel about? I feel like also our upbringing of how we see our parents. Yeah, that's our example on certain things when it comes to relationships. 
And I feel like a lot of times who people who are stuck in those manipulative ways and those conniving, you know, and this and that, I feel like it's because them parents don't tell them what to don't don't mm. tell them right or wrong. Right. Mm. Mm-hmm. Or they enable them to think they that they're right. Them that they're right. They're not and I and maybe that's just our new generation from how I've been seeing these men uh are. It's just like how are mothers and I would say fathers too, but from a mother's standpoint, like how are y'all not letting it be known to your 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 son that that's not how you treat a woman. That's not yeah. how you do this. That's not how you do that. Or even to give advice on how to, because yes, a man is going to get most of his um, advice from his father, but he needs to know on the emotional side of a woman to understand on how to treat her as well. Yes, you're going to be told, yes, you're the provider, you're the hard worker, you the, 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 you know, the bricks that make the fucking house. Like, you know, like you're the house, whatever. But where, do they where does the mothers come in to then say well you need to be delicate with this you need to Uh be able to uh, you know respond differently you need to set the tone differently you need to you know i feel like that's not talked about enough even though that's how it should be the mothers they be the ones enabling them because they tell them nothing Either they don't tell them nothing or they just let it, they let it happen. And also no a, lot of, a lot of times too, what I've seen is that like, how can you give me advice when I've seen your love life? Right. Like, like I, why would I listen Ooh, that's to you? A good like seriously, why would I as a man listen to you when I've literally seen men dog walk you and you still go back to them? Mm-hmm. But you know what? You accept it, though. And yeah. you have to... There's certain things that you just have to accept. And guess what? At the end of the day, they may have seen their mother being walked like a dog by all kind of men, this and that. You knew that you were mad at how the men treated your mother. So that should give you all the reasons to not do the same thing that you were seeing people or men do to your mom. Just like yep. the fathers. You, you you see how women was just getting you for your money, getting for this, getting for that, using you or whatever. You have you have the you have the senses to know what's right and what's wrong. Like that's just and some people may not. Some people may not. But if that bothers you by how the way you see your parents was or how someone was to treat your parents, then you know that okay, I can't do that because I know how my mama was crying for days. I saw my mama working by herself, being a single mother, doing it by herself, and the daddy not that. Or the father having to deal with the baby mama drama and all this. It's like, you know, you, you get those, even though it's fucked up, you get those examples to not want to be that. But you know what, what right. I've seen, and I'm sure that y'all not even seen it, but like maybe heard about it. How many times have you heard of somebody mama cussing them out behind a boyfriend or or the daddy cussing them out behind a girlfriend? Like, think about how many times, like, oh, yeah, don't talk about him like that. Don't talk about her like that. And as a kid, that shuts you up. Right? True. Yeah. 
So even if I sure. wanted, even if I wanted to say something, if I know how my mom and my daddy go step behind this person versus their child, I'm gonna just be quiet and go to my room, and that creates an emotionally avoidant person with an avoidant attachment to, uh, style. So the more you keep coming, coming at this person, all they're doing is literally shoving it down. Why? Because anytime and I, I was- tried to voice my concern, it was pushed away. And, you, and I think parents do that because it's just, oh, I'm the parent, you're the child. You don't know that. you never yeah. been through that and you don't know that. But I feel like I feel like when you really tell the real on something that they don't even expect for you to say, they take that. They, they, they take heat of that. They do. They may not emotionally let it be known in front of you, but they're taking heat. There's a lot of little things that I used to tell my mother when she was with my father and stuff like that, where I was just like, uh, like she would, my mama always was the person to kind of give me, um, stories about what happened between her and my father, just so that I could be aware of it getting older and to recognize it. And she would tell me, you know, I did this, I did that. This would make me be this way. This would make me be that way and stuff. And when I would listen to her stories and not necessarily even know, I never really had been in a relationship at the time, there were certain things that I would say that she was like, what you know about that? Uh, what, what you know for that? Like, you know, they, uh-huh. they take heed. They take heed. It just may not be in the lovable way as you think you should receive it when they respond to you. But I feel like they do. A lot of times our parents don't know how to take advice from like, so if y'all notice, like when we all went to church and stuff, it's a lot of things that we could say and could not say. So like a lot of times when we, if we would go at our parents, and I'm going to use my, me for an example, uh, I tell my mom, now you know you better than that. Mind your business. You know what I'm saying? Because, hey, I done been through this this week. I done been through that. And I done been in this life longer than you. So I know and I expect more. So your advice is not saying that they don't accept it or they don't take heed to it. But a lot of times they don't know how to receive mm-hmm. that coming from someone that's way younger than them. I mind you, most of our parents when we were younger was 20, 29, 30. You know what I'm saying? So like, they weren't expecting us to tell us, you know, us to tell them, oh, you know, you know, you're too good for that relationship. You know what I'm saying? Because like she said, how you know about that? What you know about a relationship? And you 12 years old, you know what I'm saying? But it's not that we knew anything about a relationship. We just knew and understood what's right and what was wrong. But a lot of times I think I feel like our parents take heed to a lot of things as we say, like if in our adult life now, like. There's mm-hmm. a lot of things from our younger, mm-hmm. like, self, and they really just ponder and, you know, they, they, they think about that a lot. Because, like, I know for my mom, like, she says a lot of things that I've told her that may have hurt her feelings, but she knew it was for, you know, my intentions were pure. It wasn't trying to hurt her feelings or it wasn't trying to, like, break her, but I was right about a lot of things. But at the time, she just could not accept it because I was so young. And that was the narrative, you know. You young, you're a child, stay in your place. Mm-hmm. Always instilled in us. So I get what you're saying. A lot of times, our parents wasn't there emotionally. Because, honestly, the, the parenthood don't come with a book. You know what okay. I'm saying? So, like, a lot of times, they didn't know how to react to certain things because they didn't know what to do. You know what I'm saying? They were only moving off of what they were taught from their parents, how their parents loved them, how their parents talked to them and showed them love. You know what I'm saying? Which was not the right way most times. 
You know what I'm saying? So they took what they were taught, what they were brought up on, and they took it in bringing us up, you know, in our upbringing. And like what they thought bringing up a child was in, in reality, not knowing that they were hurting us in the end. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and emotionally damaging us as kids, you know, going into our adult life. Yeah, you got to have those uncomfortable conversations. I mean, it is what it is. It don't matter at what they, I mean, that's just like, shoot, a child, I don't know, uh, mama, what's this? What's that? What's this? You may not have want to talk about it at that time, but if a child is curious and you want them to understand better, you go have them uncomfortable conversations and it's right. just being real. Right. Like, I'm not going to let you go into this world green. I'm not going to let you go into this world thinking that is this one is really not that, you know, you have to have those uncomfortable conversations. And there's a lot of times that I had con uncomfortable conversations where I was just like, man, that's fucked up, but it's real, right. <laughs> you know, it's real. Right. I agree, Tori. You have something to ponder? Um, no, I was just thinking whenever y'all was saying that uh, our parents, like, they, I feel like how they brought us up, they made us hard. Like, mm -hmm. they's, like, we're the parents, so, like, we're more aware of emotional and mental stability so it's like we're catering to that with our kids whereas our parents they didn't so like i said it made us hard whereas kids these days they're a little softer because you know we're catering to that emotional and mm -hmm. mental right i agree they thought that tough love was the right thing and in reality it did help us you know what i'm saying but in the end, it also fucked us up in the end because tough love isn't always the, the thing that a child needs sometimes a child just want to you know just be able to chit chat and mind you i feel like if our parents would would have taken a little more time to just understand us understand who we are instead of listening to the doctors and the teachers and all that they would truly know who we are as individuals we would feel more comfortable coming to a lot of things with us i mean to them uh, you know, that goes on in our life and whatnot and just and just learn how to accept and know what it is to just be on the same page, you know what I'm saying? And 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 become that dependent for your child. Know you know, okay, well I know, you know, you're not feeling good. Like he's laying on the sofa the past few days, okay, well something wrong. What's going on? You know what I'm saying? And that would have helped us in our love life. The love from our parents is the love that we show people. A lot of times we literally become in our adult life, we become the person who we needed in our younger selves. Like maybe even in my adult years, I tell my parents don't come give me no tough love because I'm a sensitive child. Don't <laughs> give me no I don't need the tough love, baby. I, I need you to let me know what it is or I need you to just be a little bit more gentle on how you're telling me stuff. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, as all individuals, even not even knowing the extent of what our parents did go through, everybody go through shit personally, you know? So your tough love may be a discouragement you know, to a person when they're not looking for that type of response. Mm -hmm. So don't don't come give me those. I don't I don't want to hear the tough love right now. Like, and I, I I tell even in my grown age, baby, I don't need the tough love. That's the tough pep talk. 
I need you to be a little bit more gentle with me. I need you to be a little bit more reassuring of of, of whatever issue that I'm having. You know, like, no. I know that's right. Because mm-hmm. don't come at me with that raw sheet. Especially if, especially if you know what you're doing is intentional. Now, you know, some, some children do need tough love because they, they steer off the wrong roads, you know, the wrong path and things like that. That's understandable. But for some who are actually trying, like, in our age, some, we still don't have it all. We still don't get it. We still learning. Like, we still... You know, like, I never understood the status quo, oh, yeah, when my child turned 18, wait, no, I don't like that, you know, because mm. now we're really going into the real world and getting into things that we never had to deal with. So how do you deal with that now in our age? You know, right. what, what are, give me those pep talks about how to do, you know, like, how to respond to this, how to handle this, how to, you know. Be a little bit more aware of that, you know, so. Right. And it all falls on just being like a good example for like, you know, your child and just like to your younger, the people, you know, around you that's way younger than you, you know, give them that, giving them that good, you know, genuine advice and like letting them know like, hey, okay, you know, this is going to happen. But, you know, just keep, you know, just trusting God. Everything right. going to work out. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of times we were raised on God, but I feel like. A lot of times we're raised in a, in, in a, a cult of what, what, did, what everybody else thought God was. And, you know, we had to learn when we got older what God truly was to us. So, mm-hmm. it, you know, just as an example. So, um, a lot of times, you know, we were just moving off of that tough love out here. So, I'm not going to call home because I already know my mom is going to fuss or she's going to do this. And not kind of not getting off of the topic of, like, the relationship. But, like, a lot of times that's why we don't go to our parents with our relationship or, like, advice because... They're so tough, or they mean, I told you not to do this. And it's like, we don't need to hear that. Like, let me know that, okay, you try, baby, you know, like, now it's time to start thinking about letting me go. You know what I'm saying? Like, give us that genuine, soft treatment, you know, because a lot of times we can't take that harsh shit stuff out of parents. Most of our young selves, our younger selves, from at least 18 to 23, you know, statistics show that a lot of times we talk to our peers before we'll go to our parents with anything. A lot of times our parents don't even know half of the shit we didn't been through in a relationship because we're afraid of failing them. We're afraid of, you know, showing them that, damn, you did tell me that mommy told me not to get in that relationship and I still did it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So a lot of times we, we, we don't go to our parents and I feel like, you know, us right now, that's, that's something that we need to focus on is becoming young parents, knowing how to be there emotionally for your child. So when they do get in that relationship, they know what's right. They know what's wrong. And not saying our parents didn't teach us that, but like certain things we should know, Hey, this is not right. This is not love. Like, okay, well, let's talk about it. You know what I'm saying? You know, yeah. <clears throat> touching on what, um, Tuka was talking about regarding, um, like religion and, you know, how your parents brought that into so much, mm, how yes. it can, it can affect your view on every relationship that you have. Um, yeah. and I heard a girl on another podcast talking about the red car theory, like, and it's a good like way to kind of explain how when you're younger at every stage of your life at every age of your life 
if you are in a faith-based religion or a a faith-based spirituality, that your your viewpoint will shift. And y'all have all said, you know, hit on that for, you know, the duration of our conversation so far. But the red car theory is like, when you're thinking, hey, I'm, I'm, you know, thinking about getting a red car, your viewpoint will shift now. And now all you start seeing outside is red Toyotas, red Toyotas. I feel like that's the same too with how at every stage of your life you view God differently. If we only start viewing the goodness of God, you're going to see it everywhere. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Another, uh, what's something else I wanted to ponder on, like in our like religion, um, is that a lot of times it was forced. Like the women were forced to stay in marriages that they yeah. knew they were unhappy in, and that mm-hmm. was something that a lot of our parents been through. Like you know, they're just they would stick beside the man because you know that was just the right thing to do, or he'll change, or and you know, as long as he's bringing home the cake, like you know, but that's not right. And I also feel within the religion as well there is this idea of long suffering that is so highly highly praised even it was you know it was preached to the slaves like if you work now you'll have your reward in heaven but that was chattel slavery that was breeding farms that was a like beating to like there was so much that was in that that was twisted and turned against you know like just just being real human beings our ancestors and for me if i'm if i'm bringing that into my everyday life i am i don't know if that's one of in my in my fruit of the spirit basket i don't know if that's in my basket (laughs) Long suffering. I don't know if that's in my basket anymore. I don't know if that's in my basket right. anymore because I feel like the long suffering fruit has it's been it's been there for so long that bitch is rotten. Like <laughs> flies flying around that shit don't even look like a fruit no more. It's just a, it's just a, a blob in the basket starting to now rot other fruits. If the fruits of the spirit is love, joy, and peace, the long suffering one then turn love into hate. Peace into war, like it's it, it then turned all everything else. That one fruit and in I, the basket and, is now rotting every single piece of fruit that is supposed to be the fruits of my spirit, right? Yeah. Like but the, the more that you get in, the more of your relationship with God comes, and the more that you realize and you understand based off of situations that you go through, and you realize. That saying is only so much, you know, because, look, God's not going to give you something that is making you unhappy. God's not going to put things in your life that that's making you mad every day. God is not going to allow you to, he's not going to put more than you can bear, of course, but that's, that's not God, right? That's not God. So you have to be able spiritually recognize what is of God. And what is of the enemy? Because the enemy goes show the enemy is going to disguise certain things. Like the enemy knows what God tells us, right? You know. So guess the what? Enemy, the enemy was once an angel. Disguise us of those things that may look good, that may sound good, may may feel good. That flesh is something that we all are feeding for. 
But spiritually, if you're not intact, you 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 won't get it. Right. You won't understand. You won't even realize it. So again, and I, and I think that's that. Well, that's been my my whole theory. But look, if I'm unhappy and this is not for me, and God did not ordain this because right. I'll be happy. I'll be at peace. I'll be loved. I'll be respected by whoever I may come across. My aura is going to always be joyful. Right. The, when when it's not that no more, that's not that's not ordained by God. Right. Something else I wanted to touch on to all those parents out there, those old folks. Um, God didn't put y'all in those relationships. It was okay. it was you. It was you that picked that person and chose to marry that person. God didn't tell you to marry that person. God didn't tell you to stay in that relationship. So a lot of times, and mind you, in the Bible it says that the devil comes as a disguise. as He disguises an angel. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of times we get in relationships based off our own beliefs or like what we like. Oh, that person looks good. Oh... They bought me flowers. Oh, she fixed me a meal. Just because she know how to cook pasta and fry pork chops don't mean that that's your twin <laughs> flame or your right, baby. No, no, like, let's be real. <laughs> be in relationships unhappy. The Rotel uh, Warriors want a ring. Right. A few of my family members are in relationships <laughs> and they are truly, undeniably, Unhappy. They unhappy. know that they're unhappy and they know that the relationship is just not working out. But just because for some women, I'm again on your ass. Oh, because I had the man. Oh, I want the man. I know that that other woman gonna, gonna, gonna you know, come and take the man from me or she or he gonna be happy over there. Let him be happy. That's not because of that. That's because of fear. That's because of you're fear right, you're right, of right. doing what you need to do by yourself. Yeah, you can you can put all the excuses about oh I took this from that when I had him first. I had the first. I'm the first baby man. Yeah. Fuck all that. It's because you're scared. Yeah, you're scared to step out on faith and do what you need to do for yourself. And so you're doing you a you, so you're doing a disservice for yourself for staying around to even think that. That's okay. Yo, exactly. That's a that fear. Was, that, that was all that other of, stuff. That's excuses. That was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. And I remember before I made the decision to leave Atlanta, I remember I talked to Valencia about it days before. And I'm like, Lou, I think I need to go. I think I don't think I can stay here. And she was like, well, how much money you got? And I told her, I tell everybody I had $250 in my account. And Lou was like, so what you want to do? And she and I said I want to leave. Taking taking that step of leaving y'all, I drove. I was eight months pregnant. I drove seven hours. Valencia says I was driving fast. (laughs) I was not driving (laughs) fast. I was not driving fast. I it's just I was like the the leap that I took to just leave everything. That I had, I felt like I was working so hard, y'all. Oh my God, I felt like I was working so hard. All that arguing, all that fighting. I'm like, God, this has to be for something. This has to be for something. But for you to find yourself and leave and be happy alone, be happy and alone. find out who you are. A lot, a lot of our like parents and older cousins and stuff, they stuck in relationships because like you say, they have a fear of being alone. They have a fear of finding out who the fuck they are beyond a man, beyond a woman. You know, because a, a woman love a man. 
They like to have the men around. I mean, same thing for a man. He loves some pussy. But uh, life is beyond pussy. Life is beyond dick. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's more to life than just dick and pussy. It's more to life than just laying on the side of somebody. You know what I'm saying? Especially and if you know you're truly unhappy, God is not going to allow you to stay in a relationship. Like, I don't believe that God wants us to be unhappy. He is, like, I just would never, ever believe, even knowing, like, he's a spirit, knowing that, you know, he's, he's in emotion. Like, I don't think our Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ, Jesus, the Son of David, whoever you worship, would want you to be unhappy. Why would he want you to be unhappy? You know what I'm saying? And a lot of times we pray to God and we ask him, oh, you know, Lord, I really want this to work. And he may tell you to stay, but that's because you picked that. So now since you crossed that bridge, I want you to stay there and learn why I was trying to stop you before you did it, before you took that move and moved in with that man, before you went take that man from Cheryl. Well, no, God wouldn't tell you to stay. God wouldn't tell you this. Mm-hmm. A lot of times he, he make us deal with uh, the, the decisions well, we make true. is what I mean. Yeah. Like a lot of times yes. we make decisions and don't yeah, acknowledge that's, that's God. It. So a lot of times he leave us in that situation yeah, and he, he guide us through it because you chose that. I didn't want that for you. You did that. So now I'm going to guide you through your mistake and I'm going to make you deal with it until you find in your mind, in your heart, that you don't want that no more. You want to be gone. You want to leave that relationship, that church. That job, that house, that city. You know what I'm saying? Like, you chose to go there, so now you're going to be in your turmoil. You're going to understand, and, and you know, what it truly is to be who you are and leave out of that situation that you're stuck in. I'm a living testimony. I'm right. It was plenty of times where God showed me that this, this is not where I want you to be. It's yeah. not the relationship I but I still stayed, still went through what I went through and didn't listen. It took for him to give me ties to this person. Like, it took for me to have a baby with this person to see that God mm-hmm. thinks not who oh, I want. <laughs> Jeez. I'm a little, I'm, I'm going to preface this right now for everyone. Everyone on the phone who is on the recording and everyone who is listening to this recording right now. If you are on this recording, if you are ever a a, a special guest or whatever it is, if you are one of the hosts, if you you name drop anybody, if you say their their name, I don't care if you even say we give we have to give people nicknames. Right. So like a nickname for Mm -hmm. one of the one of the people that I'm going to talk about is Red Velvet. If y'all say (laughs) if y'all say somebody real name. I I promise y'all, if we gotta go to war in these in that comment section, we taking it there. You hear me? I'm pulling, yeah. I'm pulling screenshots from 2016. I'm going to find that bitch Tumblr page. I'm going to find the Omigo the Omigo profile, bitch. <laughs> I'm going. I'm digging deep. And I want to say something else. Uh, we're not scared of no fucking body. One I'm thing not about, scared of nobody. <laughs> we are going to get confidence. No choice. Like, we don't come over here getting mad. And we oh, giving, that's my brother. Fuck your brother. Fuck your sister. We, we giving y'all nicknames purely because we like to juice. And. Misunderstood and got to be explained. And we know whenever we look at a certain at a certain thing. Who you are. 
See, like, loot no one is Airbnb. Now, motherfucker, that's a trigger. We're not, okay. we're not okay. talking about triggers in this episode. I'm saying, no, I'm if, if, okay, you're, so if your count. name if your name comes up in this podcast and you would like to defend yourself, by all means, you are welcome to join jo- join the next episode. That's fine. No, I'm I'm like, anybody that I need, no, speak for yourself. <laughs> no man paying. Okay, they got no gift. I don't want to hear their side. It's what I, whatever I see. You're, Just my show. You're toxic. <laughs> I love you. All right, right, right. I know. I know. Ooh, another topic we had tonight. Ooh, I know this going to ruffle some feathers because come on, ruffle the feathers, Tuka. I had to miss. I had to miss the first session. Is um. I'm going I'm to give a scenario, okay? Explain the scenario. For, for them, okay, right, you're right. So, like, doing and going beyond for a man and doing and going beyond for a boy, for the women. Same thing for a man, mm. a man. Going above and beyond for a woman and going above and beyond for a girl. Know who you messing with. For instance... Girls, you know, y'all get in a relationship, let's say, you know, you, you, you're in a relationship and, you know, you like feeling this man, you know, he go to work, he pay the bills, whatever, whatever, whatever. I will say this. If a man is paying all the bills, he deserves to come home to a nice cooked meal. You know what I'm saying? At least a little, a nice little, uh, gourmet ramen noodle meal. You know what I'm saying? A little egg, a little sausage and shrimp. You know what I'm saying? But, um... For a boy, if you gotta go half with a man for bills, he don't deserve a fucking meal every night. Ham and bread, ham, ham okay. and mayonnaise. Okay, but if you have a if you have a man that goes to work in the hot sun or does whatever he does, and he's bringing home the 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 the, the paper enough paper to pay the bills, take care of his family, his kids, and take care of you for you to be able to do the necessity necessity things that you need as far as like doing your hair, your nails. He getting, that man deserves to come. He home getting to the SPP Tuka, SPP. You know what that is. You know the there's steak, potatoes, and pussy. I got some banana pudding in the fridge. I want to ask y'all that. So why do y'all feel like when y'all in a relationship that y'all have to um, just... Show a man like it's like why do y'all have, feel like y'all have to prove yourself to a man? Why do you, why do you, know, you feel like you things? have to audition? Can I answer it? Audition to be a wife? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do y'all feel that way? Why do y'all feel like y'all have to go those extra miles and you know gap dwell and 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 hold that nigga down if that's not your husband? Like I want to hear the ladies' response on that. Okay, Lou, go ahead. Okay, I would say for as far as that. It's like, okay, from one person, one POV. Sometimes that's all a girl know how to do because that's all the girl see. So all she know how to be a white, all she know how to be is, hey, how can I say that? I'm, I'm starting to be is. Yeah, she know how to, all she know how to be is a white. 
Like, she mm-hmm. don't know how to be a girlfriend because, you know, maybe her mama, maybe her mama and daddy was together and all she seen around her was strong women that was wives versus a girl. Mm-hmm. Maybe her mama, you know, hey, like, you know, she didn't have a father figure. So it's like, you know, she has to scramble and kind of like, like you say, like kind of prove herself. Or it could just be like that person is just, you know, very genuine. Um, and most of the people that I say, it's kind of getting off topic, but most genuine people get hurt. Mm-hmm. Being that we give so much to a person when that energy is not reciprocated, so it's like we keep pouring, pouring, pouring into that person. And problem with that. Yes, and it's just like you said, basically, like a man, different thing. Like you said, a man, he gonna take care of the household. If my if my man is holding on the household, best believe you don't have to come home and do nothing. Right. Holding down the household, so ponder on that. Like, what what is holding down the household for you? Making sure that his for Valencia and me. I don't have no kids, so I'm not worried about the kid. Me making sure that uh, as a as a wife, making sure that I'm I feel secure in the relationship. That he knows that if I need anything, like I could talk to him, not just material things, like you know, to vent or you know, just to you know, like hey, like you know, knowing that he has my back. Let's say like that. Let's just sum it up. Knowing that he has my back, knowing that hey, like you know, if this bill is coming and I don't have it, hey, fuck, like you don't even have to worry about it. Like I'm not even asking you for the bill money. If I'm giving bill money, that's just extra. Making sure that hey, like you know. This is, you know, just surprising. Like, you know, sh- like basically show me, show me who you can be beyond my husband, if it makes sense. Like, take the husband for out. Can you be my best friend? Can you be my protector? Can you be my confidant? Can you be somebody that, you know, shit, like today, I can't give 50 today. I could, all I can give is 25%. Somebody that's going to pick up that slack and not complain about it or mm-hmm. throw it back in the face or, you know, somebody that, you know, Knows how to be a man. Like me, I come with my own. I, I I could pay the I could pay the bills just like you could pay the bills. I could clean just like you could clean. I could cook just like you could cook. So I can match the energy. So whatever I'm asking for, I could give back. That's all I'm asking from you. Okay, so, you another could, question. You could give me a little more. Other people. Another question. Look, look. No, I, I'm a kind of sissy. So <laughs> if 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 let's say you was I, I saw you mentioned um that i mean i heard you mention that um you were saying okay well be there for me uh today i could give 20 percent um and i need you to meet me you know the other halfway okay so let's say that man is he's, he's all that you know what i'm saying come home you pay the bills go to work mm-hmm. you know you don't have to worry mm-hmm. about your checks and, and you know whatever you make is yours you know what i'm saying do you I still was- feel like um you need that man to, 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 to meet you halfway. And what I mean by that is like, uh, not emotionally or mentally or nothing, but like, do you still feel like you, that, that man should have to meet you halfway? Like sometimes, like if you decide that you want to come home, oh, I don't want to clean today. You know what I'm saying? Or when you come home, I don't want to cook today. Like, you know, if he's a full provider and, and, and who he is and in a relationship and, you know, do you still feel like you have to show up and do those different type of things for them in? I want somebody else to answer. Um, I, I think that's where communication comes in. Because if I am am if I am out of out of like, you know, hats to throw today, okay, I was 
I've been up since five. I've already been the accountant, the maid, the chef twice because I made us both breakfast and lunch to take to work. Um, at work being the mediator, the lawyer, the employee. When I come home, I can't be the chef again. I can't be the chef again. Because all, all of the hats in my arsenal have been used today. Every last one of them has been used. So I can't be the chef when I get home. But I'll say that just me personally, I'm horrible with that. Because by the time I get home, once that bra comes off, I can't talk to anybody for 20 minutes. I need to find a quiet space. I need to, I need to, like, you need to go in your room. You're like, you go in the living room or I need to go in the bedroom. One of like, we need to separate for a minute because I can't even reconnect with you. I, I truly can't. Even if you're just a stay at home, stay at home parent, right? I've been a doctor, a nurse, a daycare teacher. I've been Miss Rachel, Bluey, uh, Rachel Ray, Betty Crocker. Fix a fix a fix a kid. I've been build a bear, Lego. I've been so much today that by the time you get to me, I'm touched out, I'm screamed out, I'm cried out. You need to take them and or they need to go to their room because I literally need a minute to myself. So if you if I'm doing all of that, if I'm staying at home, doing all of that, or even if I'm working and I've had enough today. That's where the communication, like, right before you even get home. Like, hey, I've had a lot today. Like, today has been way too much for me. Like, seriously, today's been too much. So, I need a minute. And whatever we need to talk about, I promise you, as soon as I get my minute, a peaceful shower, a nice bath, a little smoke in the car, a little drink, whatever, then I'm good. But if you ask okay. me, well, I'm hungry, what's for dinner? It's like, I don't know. I can't answer that right now. You know? I would definitely say, like, for me, I would still say, yeah. Like, even though he is that full provider and I don't have to touch anything, me personally, I love a man who makes executive decisions. Like, and I'm meaning mm -hmm. in the way of he has a plan. He has, and when he said that plan, it's it, it's on goal. Like, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, make those executive decisions. So, making those executive decisions is still going fifty fifty with me, even though you do all that you do, because. Again, us as women, we do a lot as well, you know, mm -hmm. and still give that extra percentage at times. Mm -hmm. But then again, that goes back to what I was saying in the beginning, learning your person. When you're learning that person, then you'll, you would already, already know, ah, she ain't in her mood today. Ah, she, she, she ain't feeling it today. So let me, let, let me, let me, let me already get some takeout from you. Let me already door dash some food. Let me already, you know, figure some shit out because I already see she not in the mood. Like, you know what I mean? When you learn your, that person, you already know how to do. You already know how to plan accordingly for whatever situations may come about. Because, no, we, we, 
after one day of work too. Yeah, I don't want, I'm not pushing for Hey, call that a day. What we doing? I don't know. Figure it out. And that's it. That is what it is. You know, like, but if that person understands, if that man understands or that woman understands where you're coming from and you know how they are, then that's like, that's just inevitable. Like you're going to find other ways to, okay, like make those executive decisions for that person to make it easier for that person, you know? I love that, love that. Okay, one question I want somebody else to answer. Um, do y'all think that you can be that emotional support for a man when he can't all the way be there for you? Oh, yeah, I think I can. And what does that mean to you? So if you could be there for him emotionally, what does, you know, being there for him emotionally means? Like, explain like how like when you when when you when i say that or when you think about it what comes to your mind um me personally like when i'm when i'm it's whatever he need in that moment to be honest and that goes back to what yanni was saying like know you like whenever i meet a new person or i start dating somebody one of my questions is that like whenever you're stressed or whenever you're not feeling up to it or whatever, what do you, what in that moment do you say me? Would you for me? So I know oh. time comes. This is what you need to do. This is, this is what I need to do for him. Damn, I've never yeah. asked that question. Maybe I just don't care enough. Like, is that what it is? I'm genuinely. But those are the questions you have to ask. I've never asked that. That's wild. You have to ask those questions because how else are you going to come to how else are you going to come to resolution of things if you don't know? You know, like for me, I'm a person that when when I'm aggravated or whatever, I get in my little cocoon, baby. I'm not talking right now. Mm-hmm. I, you know, and it's okay. But sometimes I may prolong it, not uh, not even knowing that I'm prolonging the whatever I'm going through, whereas. If my partner knows me, then, and he sees that, I want you to come to me and be like, hey, you want to talk about it? What is yeah. it that's on your mind? You, 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 you're, you're acting a little different. Like, is there something bothering you? When you recognize those things, then you you act accordingly. So those those are, I, I want to know what you do when you get mad. I'm asking yeah. them questions. What you do when you get mad? What you do when you get stressed? What do what do you do when you're overwhelmed? You know, yeah. like I need to know those things because if I look at it at a different way, or I can give an advice that it, that could possibly work for the both of us, then when it does come and we try it out, it may just be the best thing for us. You know. It may be something that people, we, we stay stuck in our own ways, especially if you haven't dated in a while or you haven't really been in a relationship. We are only ordained to what we know. Now you got to you gotta figure out somebody else and learn them too and understand how they come. So we got to come to a, a compromising resolution to see how it works best for us. Because it's not about like getting in a, like getting in a committed relationship it's not just about you anymore like it's about you and that person and how can y'all both make it work for y'all 
Mm, I kind of want to stop so I can shout out this business. Our sponsor for today, uh, our sponsor today is Flabel Mobile. Uh, they offer mobile services. Um, their mission is to revolutionize mobile phlebotomy services in the Pacific Northwest by infusing the warmth of Southern hospitality into every interaction. Uh, their goal is to provide not only a convenient and precise blood collection, but also a comforting and personalized experience that reflects the charm of the South and they offer services uh, like blood draw, specimen pickup and drop off, uh, routine lab testing, DNA testing, um, DOT draws, uh, stat labs, urine collection, fingerprints, and more. So if you're in the Northwest uh, region, uh, make sure you reach out. It's flabellmobile.com and we'll continue with the podcast. Um. <laughs> First of all, I love that we I love that we just had an ad. That's amazing. Like, I was like, really? That's like, amazing. I love that. Let's start doing Flabelle every time until we get more sponsors. We're doing Flabelle every time. I love it. I love it. I love Flabelle. And they yeah, we, got, we got the CEO here. Now, anything that is discussed is no type of financial advice. It's no type of uh, life advice. We are not life coaches. So uh, anything that is discussed on the podcast is not intended to for you to take and, you know, apply it to your life. So we are not liable for anyone who uh, has taken or listened to our advice and tried to apply it to their life. Uh, we're not liable. I just wanted to put that on No, there. we're not. Hey, I'm going I'm to be honest. I'm going to be so for real with y'all. I ain't shit. Don't listen to nothing that I say. I'm horrible. Don't listen to anything that I say. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yo, we just, sometimes we do these speaking truths and stuff like that, and they can't take it. And, you know, like these did in the old days. Eat the meat, spit out the bones. Simple as yep. that. Yep, eat the meat, spit out the bones, okay? But I will say, I will ponder back on what I was saying earlier about the uh, men. If you coming home and you cooking a night, and, I mean, and, and you cooking up something, you going to work, you bringing in the cake, you taking care of family, taking care of house, it's not saying that you can't be... um you know, the man of the house or whatever the case may be, you know, just because you're, you're doing all that. But we also have to be there for our women emotionally. Um, I think that plays a big part uh, between emotion and communication. That's some, some of the biggest fails in relationships statistics show. Um, you know, if you're not feeling it, if you, you know, you, you feel like you're losing yourself, like speak up talk to your woman. You know, if you feel like it's something that needs to be corrected, something that needs to be uh, you know, pondered on, communicated about. I feel like that's something that needs to be discussed. You know, because a woman only gonna know what what you put out there. You know what I'm saying? If you ain't speaking up and saying anything and communicating that, how the fuck they gonna know that? You know, you're not feeling it to be. You know, or you don't want to. Just don't know. Right, right. Nothing just is wrong with it, not just knowing. Don't know, and right. that is okay. Getting into certain relationships or a certain like. We don't know. We've never been in it before. We get into different levels of our relationship that we don't know. So let let let's let's sit down at the table and see what 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 we got. What we gonna do? If you don't know, you don't know. Would y'all rather have a piece of man or would y'all rather have a whole man, a trying man or a piece of man? If that I already sense. have a ratchet bitch. I was about to say. I was about to say. Give me give me just the dick and balls on that nigga, and I'll be all right. 
we didn't even get explicit like we usually do y'all yeah this no, is an explicit real. ass no. podcast so okay what would y'all do aim we'll start <laughs> they always talk about that i always want to talk about girth because i'm traumatized oh. <laughs> 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 Learn a new word, new term, and she ain't never let that one go. Because of us, I'm like, I'm traumatized. Like, what the fuck? So, ladies, I, w- I want to ask y'all something. Would y'all rather length or would y'all rather girth when it comes to a man? Like, of course, your ideal man, your ideal husband. What would you rather? Girth. A whole lot of it. Please, Lord, don't miss him. Don't miss him on the girth train. I like girth. I like length. Nah, I like length because you're not putting all that in me. <laughs> you're not. A, you're not about to. You're not about to treat me like a dirty sock. <laughs> you go. Yeah. Listen. Listen. We could. We could. We could get crazy now. You could spit in my butthole. But one thing you're not gonna do is cause me to have micro tears and I can't even pee the next day. <laughs> <laughs> ripping, ripping through you like a baby, like a baby. Or <laughs> I, I would, I would say, 50, I would say fifty, fifty, but I would definitely say this because look, if a man knows the anatomy of a woman, then he will understand that our pelvic floors are positioned differently. You got mm. high pelvic floors, you have low pelvic floors, and when you don't know where the fucking pelvic floor is, you're not eating nothing. Ooh, now y'all ain't gotta eat the men up like that. Come on, no, she's she's one hundred percent, one hundred percent correct. There is no, there is no way that you're hitting hitting a higher level on my pelvic floor, thinking you're about to make me erupt like a volcano. No, what you actually, what you're actually doing is you're you're literally piercing my hip bone. So when I'm telling you get off of me, you're fucking hurting me. Get off me. Fat mama, like, she's sensitive, baby. She's a sensitive. She don't like it. She's not gonna act right. Mm-hmm. Okay. At all, so, baby. Done. Close legs. Bye. For Bye. real. For real. Because I know. You know what? And let me. If, I, I mean, a, at the end of the day, as ladies, we 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 study on how to do certain things. Our tricks. Our tricks is not fucking just. We learned. You have to learn. You have to learn the body. You are have to learn what they like. Right. Are y'all for telling if you're somebody? If you're not going to learn, how are you going to please? Are y'all for telling somebody while they're doing it, they're doing it wrong? Because I'm so for no. that. Fuck yes. Yeah. I don't yep. know I, how. I, I, don't, I never hit that. I may not like tell you, but I'm going to move you. No, for real. I'm going to I'm gonna be like, no, 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 no. Don't, you don't choke my, no, don't choke me like that. You don't have the proper grip that I need so I can come. You need to choke me with your, with, with your pulse. <laughs> Your your finger your finger needs to be on my pulse. So when you choke and you and you feel my pulse kind of weaken on your fingers, that's that's where I need you. Not you literally cutting off my air supply. Trying to trying to see. I'm I'm wild. I don't mind a bruise. Bruise my neck, baby. I'm wild. I don't I don't I don't mind a bruise. Y'all know I had them loose braids. 
coming coming yes, to the end of our podcast because you know the last few uh, oh. minutes or not i have a question for the women so uh-huh. if this is what y'all like if this is what y'all want why do y'all deal with these men and stay with these men if they're not pleasing y'all sexually if they're not pleasing y'all emotionally if they're not being the man of the house if they're not being the leader why do y'all stay in relationships and and just deal with it Fear. Insecurity. I can see for me that I say fear. And at that point in my life, it was like, hey, I invested so much into this relationship. Like, should I stay? And it was also, honestly, me speaking to outside people. And Well, damn, Lou. What? But let's really talk about it. It's an insecurity. I'm talking about like older people, like oh. you know, like Tuka mentioned earlier, like you know, older people stay in relationships just because you know that's their husband or they've been together. Like you know, speaking to those people, be like you know, stay, make it work, type of stuff. Like, but it's just like you know, they're passing on that generational curse to this generation instead of you being that generational curse breaker and getting out and getting a healthy relationship. I agree with Yanni. Insecure. Insecurity. It's, 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 it's insecurities at the end of the day. Insecurities, yeah. Insecurities yeah. because what you're doing is you're finding something that mm-hmm. he is stroking your ego for and you're rolling with it. So, so much that you're rolling with it that you're not even realizing the other things that he's not showing up for. So, that's an insecurity in your in yourself like we have us us women we gotta we gotta reflect back to ourselves we can't just always say that the man the man the man that's our own insecurities if if i know i can always get penis from you but i know i'm not getting pleased all the time that's just because that's a wanting attention that i want from a man Mm -hmm. Uh that's an insecurity if but if i know for sure that He's doing that, and we're going to be with we are wife. He going to wife us up. Or if he's not ready for it, guess what? Wipe my hands with it, baby. Next. I agree. I agree. Well, that concludes our podcast for today. Uh, I appreciate everybody tuning in, joining in, calling in, um, and hopefully next. Next, well, I mean, you know, but uh, just wait for our next podcast, it is going to get more intense, more lethal, more raw, more uncut. Um, and just be ready for whatever we throw y'all away. And if y'all have anything that y'all would like to say, comment also. Uh, look me, you doing the YouTube intro. If you have anything that you would like to comment or say, like, please let us know or give us topics to talk about. And if anybody would like to, um, you know, feature us on the podcast, you know, reach out to our editor. And uh, yeah, that that'll work out. But thank you for joining the GP podcast, and uh, we love y'all. Bye. Bye, y'all.